Welcome to another fabulous episode of Retro Vaniacs. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy Parmentier, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And Billy Holiday. I'm here, and I'm ready to tackle this episode. Uh, yes, Billy has, has got a new microphone, so if it sounds a little different than normal, we'll work that out, hopefully by the end of this episode. But I think right now we sound pretty good. I also do want to say I'm sorry we've missed a week. I've tried to do to put this uh, up every two weeks, but with the summer uh, as it is, you know, you miss a week here and there. But now that Labor Day has passed and I literally can go nowhere for the rest of time, we should have episodes every two weeks, hopefully, uh, going forward. Uh, this week's game is finally... We've, we've teased it before, then we changed our mind. We're going to cover Super Black Bass for the Super Nintendo, a <laughs> uh, game that I still can't wrap my head around. But before we get to that, let's talk about some things we did wrap our heads around. Jeremy, what have you played since last episode? Uh, it's been a while uh, since the last episode, but what I've been playing recently uh, and, and has just got my attention almost uh, 100% is Everybody's Golf uh, for the PS4. And if you don't know what that is, uh, if you've heard of Hot Shots Golf, uh, that is everybody's golf. It was just always called everybody's golf in Japan. Uh, they changed the name to Hot Shots over here, but for this one, I guess they didn't bother. So now it's everybody's golf over here as well. And uh, it is everything that I have been wanting that a golf game has not been since the, the last Hot Shots golf, uh, which has been a while ago. Uh, I think that God was the last one I played was like on the PSP, and uh, I, I love that game. I just played that game constantly, and this one kind of snuck out of nowhere. Uh, really not much news about it or anything like that. And uh, uh, just grabbed it on the store. It's like 40 bucks. It's not a full price game or anything. Wasn't really expecting too much out of it. But, you know, it's it's a golf game. I've been wanting to play a golf game for, uh, for a while. I don't know why I love digital golf so much, but I do. And uh, this has scratched that itch completely. Uh, it is definitely not a sim game. I've, I've never been a big fan of sim golf games myself. Um, but... This kind of, you know, it's not a complete arcade game or anything like that. It's not just like press a button, get a hole in one. Uh, you do have to use a lot of skill in this game. And it does have a pretty decent learning curve to it. Uh, and But once you get it down, it's just so much fun. Uh, just the way you progress in the game, uh, you know, it's it doesn't take very long to play nine holes or, or 18 holes or anything like that. It's just a lot of fun. And I think that's something that's been missing from golf games for quite a while. Even back in the, um, I used to love the old Tiger Woods games back on the PS2. Like, those were so much fun. Uh, but it just seems like the fun went out of golf games for years. And thank God Hot Shots Golf is here to bring it back because uh, it's just been, it's been so much fun. And I, just, I can't stop playing it. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, listening to Jeremy talk about this one and watching some video. It looks like a, I'm going to have to get into this one. Uh, it's like Jeremy said, golf games have have dropped off. Uh, it seems like they're, they've been so concerned about the sim aspect, that the, the fun kind of, especially the last few years of the PGA games, uh, the fun is, is sucked out of them. Uh, to get my golf fix, I've still been playing Mario Golf on the 3DS. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm highly looking forward to this one. I'm going to have to give this one a try. Yeah, I played the Hot Shots for the Vita. I think that was the last Hot Shots. Oh, okay, yes, out, yes. Which the is Vita good. One. Now, does this have online multiplayer? Yes, totally. Uh, and actually, it's it's incredibly insane. Uh, the, the online multiplayer is actually like an open world style course. I mean, all these courses, when you play them in single player, uh, they're completely open. It's just one big uh, golf course, basically. Mm. Um, but you're not really able to run around in them. In the multiplayer, you can actually just run around the damn course. Uh, you can play whatever hole you want. 
you can, you know, play nine holes. You can go over to hole number five and just be like, I'm just going to play this hole. Um, you can ride a golf cart around, uh, goddamn fish if you want to, which, you know, work this into this episode. You can actually, uh, I believe it's once you get past rank four, um, you will be given the, the ability to fish in the ponds in, in the various golf course, uh, courses. I haven't got that far yet myself. I, I'm where I'm up to rank three now, I believe, but, uh, it's a really weird game, and uh, I, I can only, you know, once you get in there with a whole group of people uh, on one of those public courses where everybody can just kind of run around and and, and just kind of do whatever the hell they want, uh, it's a really strange experience for a golf game. Uh, but if you're not looking for that, there's also, you know, you could just play uh, two-on-two with some friends or, you know, four-on-four, whatever. Uh, that option is there as well. But it, it does some really neat stuff with multiplayer that I, I've not seen in a golf game before. Now, you said you can ride a golf cart. Does that mean you can drive into other people's games and ruin them? You cannot. Uh, once uh, I haven't really messed with it too much, but it seems like once you actually commit to, to a hole, um, to actually playing the hole, then it kind of zones everyone else out. Okay. Well, that, but then that's once good. you're done playing the hole, then, then everyone else kind of comes back in. I was like, I imagine if that was the case, you, no one would be playing it online after about a week. Like, you know what I'm telling yeah, you? It's, it's just 100 people in <laughs> golf carts. I can't get a damn thing done. It'd just be pure chaos. But yeah, I mean, it's still fun for what it is. And, uh, you know, for 40 bucks, you can't go wrong. The, the only thing I can say against it is there's, there's just not many courses in it. I think there's only five uh, with two DLC courses that you can, you can download for like five bucks a piece. Um, but, you know, that's really about the only thing I can say uh, against it. Well, I don't need another game right now. I've been on a buying spree again because I'm a fool. Uh, I have no money to do this, so I'm not really sure why I keep doing it. Uh, and thankfully, most of the games I bought uh, on Impulse are fairly cheap. Uh, not, not sales, though. I'm going back now and finding older games that, for whatever reason, I haven't played. Uh, like, I hunted down a copy of... And it's not a hard hunt. I went to GameSpot. But uh, I got a copy of uh, the the Final Fantasy XIII Lightning Returns because I never played that because I'm, I'm going through all of those games still. Uh, and I bought Hey Pikmin, which is actually really, really fun. A little easy mm. uh, to just get through the levels. Very easy. Uh, the first, like it's broken out in worlds, kind of. And the first three worlds, uh, every level you're only given one color Pikmin. So the puzzles at first seem really basic. You know, if you, if you only get red Pikmin, then it's very clear that you're only going to be dealing with fire or, you know, the few things that red Pikmin are, are really good at. Uh, and then when you finally get to the level of the yellow Pikmin, well, it's only yellow Pikmin. So all of a sudden there's electricity everywhere. I mean, it's it teaches you, like the other Pikmin games, what the different Pikmin colors do, but it doesn't mix them together until fairly late in the game. Uh, and then it does get a little more interesting. But it, it's easy, but I love Pikmin, and I, a lot of the complaints I read online were that it was too easy and not Pikmin-like enough, but I think it actually feels uh, a lot like a Pikmin game. It's just... Kind of like baby's first Pikmin, but it's it's still well worth playing in my in my opinion. Uh, and I spent a lot of time on vacation at the beach uh, after the kids went to sleep, where I couldn't do anything fun, playing a lot of Pikmin. So that was a good a good pickup. Uh, and again, I'm still working on Final Fantasy 13. But Billy, what have you been playing since last time? Well, last episode, I was going through a weird phase, and I just I was I was playing games left and right. Nothing was catching me. Um, I picked up that Hellblade that uh, Sinu was sacrificed, and uh, I can't say it's one of the first times. I sat down with a game and, and just over the course of, I mean, it's eight to 10 hours over the course of a few days and I finished it up and I, I don't finish a lot of games uh, nowadays. Uh, just a, just an excellent game. Uh, I can't say enough. And, and I think even Jeremy picked it up and can attest to the, the fucking sound design in this game is, is outstanding. 
Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I mean, if you're going to get that game, uh, get you a pair of headphones. I, I really hate those people that's always just like, oh, you need a pair of headphones to, to really enjoy the sound. But, you know, this is – you. <laughs> if you could sell me on that idea, this would be that game. I mean, it's actually part of the game that, the you know, she's hearing all these voices. So it kind of makes sense to have, have headphones on. Yeah, it's a, it's a must. I, it greatly I improves the whole experience. And it's a nice-looking game. Uh, it's, it's light on – uh, there's a lot of walking. Uh, I, I told Jeremy before, it's about a fourth walking simulator. A little bit of fighting in it, some puzzles. Oh, but it's just a really enjoyable game. And it's not full price either. Uh, I think it was uh, 20 20 25 somewhere around there. Uh, just right price-wise. But what after that, what got hold of me was, uh, and I was on the fence for this one for a while, that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, the, the remake of, of 4. Uh and I sat on it and I thought about it for a while because uh, a lot of first-person shooters are coming, including the, the you know the new Call of Duty, uh, Destiny 2, uh, which will probably take up every bit of my time. But I just I, I had to pick this one up. Uh, I, I fondly recall Call of Duty 4. I played that thing hours on end, mainly because I was I was in a depression. I was living in Michigan, which would explain the depression. <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's i mean it's just like the original duty four they've added a few things to it uh, but it's stuff if it's different modes and whatnot so if you don't like them you can ignore them the the classic game is there uh pretty much unchanged and i think the changes that are in it are are, are a positive uh but yeah it's just good to sit down with a call of duty game you know listen to fucking preteens, wine curse Fucking wish death upon you. Uh, it's just as as awful as that sounds. That has always been what has kept me playing the Call of Duty series. It's part of the charm. Those shitty kids. Now, is there any fishing in that game? <laughs> no, no. Somehow there is not. Um, but uh, they're they're promising. You know, they're going to keep adding to it. So maybe it's only a matter of time. Well, let's get right. Let's dive in, huh? How about that? Dive into this week's <laughs> oh, game. Man. Oh boy! Uh, you know, thankfully, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, Super Black Bass for the Super Nintendo. this was your pick and i have to know how did you play this a bunch as a kid how is this possible this one uh this game has a a special spot in my heart and i I think i had mentioned back when we first teased the show that there was a a story surrounding this Uh, this game i i I enjoy partly because it reminds me of my my late uncle uh a man that never had any sort of regard for authority or for the law or anything like that. Uh, and my cousin and I would go over to this uncle's house most weekends. Uh, we, we'd spend most of the summer there. Uh, one of us would bring a console. I had a Super Nintendo. My cousin had a Genesis. Uh, we'd go to the video store, rent something, and we'd spend our weekend there playing whatever that was. Uh, my uncle didn't pay much notice until 
uh, he came up to us one weekend. He said, do you have that game you played last week? That cowboy game. It turns out he was watching us play Sunset Riders. And he, he became enthralled with it as a fan of Westerns. Uh, we told him, no, we did not. And, uh, and it wasn't but maybe a day or two later, he informed us he had purchased his own Super Nintendo. He had purchased Sunset Riders, but had quickly taken it back because, in his words, he was no good at it. <laughs> his entire library, for the entire time he had the console, was a side pocket, a Vegas Stakes, and the, uh, and the the game we're going to be talking about here is Super Black Bass. Even though he never outright purchased this game, he rented it from Blockbuster one time and renewed it and renewed it again and continued to do this for about four or five months. I uh, just kept renewing this game, spending who knows how much in the process uh, until one day he didn't renew it and the weeks had gone by and they started to call. Uh, and he told them, that uh, pretty much he had paid enough in rental fees that he could have owned the game by now, so he was going to keep it. It was, it was now his. He had paid enough for it, and he was holding on to it. I don't know if he thought this was a rent to own. Uh, this is pure rental, but uh, he he refused. Uh, there were threats made uh, towards every employee that called, uh, offers made to come to his property to to take it from him. Uh, there was threats of the authorities being called and uh, I was not there to see any, uh, any police officer show up. I would assume when uh, a, a young blockbuster employee told them what was going on, they would, they would kind of disregard that as not worth their time. Uh, but this kept going. This went on the phone calls. Uh, most weeks, weekends I was there, there'd be at least one. Uh, and we're talking about a matter of months. He, he held on to this game and still held on to it. But that blockbuster shut down uh, before they ever got that super black bass back from him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was so he if you were over at his house, uh, eventually you had to start bringing we had to start bringing our own TV as we wanted to play a video game. It had to be super black bass. Uh, he would keep a tally on a little notepad by the television of, of catches in the game. Uh, we would constantly be challenged to beat those. And uh, it was serious business, Super Black Bass. Uh, he, uh, he really got into it. He was an avid fisherman uh, in real life also. And I think this cut out his real life fishing. Uh, <laughs> this game, it did something to him. And, and, and I can see why, because I still think this is just a, a strong fishing title as we'll go along. Uh, I know some of us haven't had that much luck with it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. When I think of uh, think of Super Black Bass, I think of my uncle taking a stand for the common man <laughs> and refusing to do what was right and returning that game. I think long game-wise, your uncle probably won because all those stores have closed, and I'm going to blame him. So that's a win for him. Yeah. Blockbuster <laughs> died before he did. He, he won that one out. He won that one out. So, Jeremy, had you played this before this podcast? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Um, it was one of those, uh, I think it was during the summer, and uh, I, I rolled into my video store, and, and, you know, it was one of those days, just there wasn't anything in there to rent, and I didn't really want to rent, uh, you know, the ones I'd rented over and over again, like Turtles in Time and stuff like that. And I saw Super Black Bass, 
and I don't know what got to me. I don't know. I, to this day, I still don't really remember why I rented it, uh, but I did. And um, I, I had an enjoyable experience with it. I, of all the things that I, I never thought uh, or, or that, I, that I just figured I would hate, it was probably super black bass. And uh, I, I don't it, it might have been like I rented it just to challenge myself to be like, all right, we're going to see if we can deal with this game. And uh, I, I really liked it. Uh, I sat down there with my cousin uh, for several days that I had it, and, and we just had a blast rolling around in our stupid little boat on the lake trying to catch these fish. Uh, it was it, it was very challenging, as I'm sure some of us know. It was uh, It is not an easy game. It's definitely like a, a simulation fish game, fishing game. Mm-hmm. Um, not an arcade game or a, or a mini fishing game that you'd find in, a, in other bigger games. Um, this actually tasked you with... Uh, Choosing the correct lures, choosing the correct color lures, uh, the correct parts, uh, the uh, locations on the lake where you could find a fish at different times of the day. Um, if it was cloudy, if it was sunny, you had to actually know what you were doing mm-hmm. um, to, to catch a fish. And I can kind of just I can see why Billy's uncle would enjoy this game if you are a fisherman, because you would already know what you're doing. But put this game in front of someone that's not very good at fishing. And, and all these options, and you probably t- don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, yeah, it, this is, uh, it, it's surprisingly in-depth. Um, and that's one thing you had. This is another one uh, where you need that instruction manual. Uh, you need, uh, it, it's hard just going straight in. I think Jeremy P. may be able to attest to that. It's hard just jumping straight into this one because they're, they're, it's almost to the point where you need to come into it with a little bit of fishing knowledge. So... Not only, as a child, I hated fishing. My grandfather used to take us out to a lake that he had on his property, but he stocked it with fish. So you'd go out there and you literally would just put your pole in the water and you'd catch a fish. So when I actually had to go real fishing when I was slightly older, I thought, this is long and boring and terrible. Now I like real fishing because I just like sitting in a boat with some beer, with no children being left alone. It sounds mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to like this game. Now, I would not have liked it as a kid because it is a lot of uh, tedious uh, steps to get to the point where you're doing what you would assume is part of a fishing game, which is the actual fishing. I, and I, I'm not joking here, I've played this game for probably five hours for this podcast, which doesn't seem like much. But in five hours of time, I have not caught one fish. <laughs> now, I've seen fish. For the first three hours, I hadn't even seen a fish, other than the one on the loading screen when you first pop it in, the title screen. Other than that, I've seen no fish, and and I, I thought I must just just be, I, like, do I have it set on expert? Like, is it the default that it's way too hard? There is no. I mean, again, we're, I'm not playing this on the cart. Uh, I'm not going to hunt down a copy of Super Black Bass for the purpose of a podcast. So I'm I might be playing this via emulation. I could not find a copy of the manual any place. And normally, if it's especially if it's a game we've never played, I've never played, I like to at least look at the manual because, you know, for the, the time frame we're looking at, there's there's a lot of games you need that manual to have a grip on what you're doing. But I couldn't find a scan of the manual anywhere. I went to look for, like, a detailed fact, and the detailed fact is probably outstanding, but it assumes that you're not so dumb you can't catch a fish. So it assumes <laughs> you have the basics down. So it tells me about all the different lures and what they do and where the right spots to go at different times of day. That's all wonderful. I cannot catch a fish. I can get a fish to catch the line, but the process of reeling it in has never been successful. Uh, and I, I just got very, very frustrated. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, I'm determined 
to learn this game because in theory I should like this game. I love any game that has fishing in it. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. I fished for hours in Final Fantasy 15. I've wasted months of my life fishing in World of Warcraft, which is not even a fishing game. It's literally a button press and waiting <laughs> game. But I played it for. I, I used to go at, get up every Sunday and do that stupid ass fishing tournament. I wasted months of my life <laughs> fishing in video games, and yet the game that's supposed to be specifically fishing, positively, just the the most frustrating gaming experience I've had in. In, in in hands hands down on this podcast, but probably in any gaming experience uh, of my entire life, and and I I have to understand what I'm doing wrong. So you know, before the podcast, Jeremy kind of said, "I don't know what we can do to talk about this game for more than five minutes." We're going to go through each step because I really, really, really don't get it. And and Jeremy is going to be the one to do this because I just I think it's committed just a muscle memory uh, for me. Uh, it's it's it's. I don't know. I, I was so frustrated because I could not explain to Jeremy P. the process involved. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled it, as to why he... I, I thought that he couldn't get one to bite. This entire time, I thought you couldn't get one to bite. Um, I, didn't know you were, I didn't know you were getting a bite. You didn't know how to reel them in. Well, and, and, again, for yeah. the first three hours, you're, you're right. The first three hours, I wasn't even getting a bite. I was getting nothing. Okay. I wasn't seeing a fish. Like, I kept doing what I thought. I was like, oh, I'll just fish here and then whatever. But then eventually, after about three hours, when I saw, oh, wow, when you cast in the right spot, you can actually see the shadows of fish. I was like, I've wasted hours fishing at nothing. I literally was just throwing water, you know, a fishing hook in a bathtub, and I'm not catching any fish. This is absolutely awful. So, <laughs> the, the game itself is set up as a series of tournaments. It's four tournaments, and the idea is you can catch, I think it's five bass in each tournament. Uh, this is according to the, the, the online strategy guide. I, since I had not catch any fish, this could be wrong. So let me know when I'm wrong, guys. Uh, you catch five fish in the tournament. You can pick your the five you save or whatever, and that's what you input in the tournament. It is one day for each tournament. You can uh, you see that the time go by, different times of the day, different fish are in different spots. Uh, you have to use deeper and, and lighter lures. It, it's very involved, like like both Jeremy and Billy said. But but the the very basics of even how to get started. I mean, the, the first fishing tournament you do is like the you know podunk town amateur fishing tournament for kids and i couldn't i couldn't even figure that out <laughs> you start the start the tournament you you have to take your boat from the docks and you're basically moving your boat around the overhead map and you have a scanner that from what i can tell uh is just there to make you as angry as possible because it makes no sense whatsoever what does that scanner even do it's supposed to show uh, if you know if there are any fish around it and what depth. You know, it's a, a depth reader, what you'd find in a, a boat, a fishing boat or whatever. Uh, and any sort of like small dots, you know, that's supposed to show that there is a fish and how deep it is uh, mm -hmm. to the surface of the water. And at that point, there should be a fish around um, when you go into actual fishing mode and, and cast your lure. But it's not always guaranteed because that's not 100% if there's going if you'll see a fish when you throw out your lure it's just like that fish is somewhere in the vicinity of your boat and depending on where you cast your lure you may or may not see it um the best strategy is to get to places uh the fish will always gather in certain places of the lake during certain times of the day and this is definitely one of those things that you would have to kind of know beforehand uh, as a fisherman um uh, you know how to find these kinds of fish because early in the day uh, you can go to the um, 
uh, where all like the reeds and moss and stuff is. And usually they're kind of just huddled around those areas, sometimes over by the dam. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the later parts of the day, when it starts to get hot, the fish will get deeper and, and towards like the, the more center of the lake. So it's um, it's just kind of a matter of knowing where they are uh, and, and where to hunt for them. And what you do, then you can usually find a, a decent group of fish. And once you find the fish, then it's a whole nother thing of knowing which lure you should use, uh, which color lure you should use, depending on if it's cloudy, if it's sunny. Mm -hmm. You know, the fish need to see the lure. So if it is a cloudy day, you need to use a very bright lure yeah. uh, for them to see it. Uh, you know, it depends on how you reel, you know, what kind of lure you use and how you reel it in uh, can also affect how a fish sees it. Uh, it also depends on if it's a heavy lure, the lure will sink down. Going back to, you know, the, the depth, uh, seeing the fish on the depth chart, if they're low to the, the bottom of the lake, you would need something that can sink down. And you have to actually let your lure, you know, hold, hold it for a second so it can sink to the bottom of the lake. So, you know, and, and again, the game doesn't really tell you that. Uh, so there's just a lot of things that you have to kind of know beforehand of just being, you know, a, a fisherman. You know, I used to go a lot as a kid, so I knew these things a, a little bit here and there. Also, when I rented the game, this was the only time my grandpa ever gave me good gaming advice. Uh, he came <laughs> in and, and watched us play. And he was, you know, he was saying, oh, you need to do this, you know, with this fish. You, he actually knew what the hell he was doing. And, and his advice actually helped us. Uh, you know, so it, that can actually attest to just how uh, how how much this is like real life fishing, even like on a Super Nintendo. Just there's so many things that you how you fish in real life that actually translates into this game and, and how to successfully catch a fish. Yeah. And that, that's how my uncle who had had up to that point had I don't even think he dabbled in, in Atari or any video games at all, was able to pick this one up uh, and, and be pretty damn good at it. Because, yeah, like Jeremy said, I, I too can attest to uh, just how accurate this is in terms of the, the lures when it comes to the weather, the time of day, uh, you know, the movement of the lures. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, back you know, Super Nintendo time, you weren't getting a lot of very uh, sim-like sports games. Uh, but this, this fishing game, a little bit ahead of its time. And, and another thing Jeremy P. would have missed out on because... Uh, you know, you had to do that whole catching a fish thing. Um, there's a there's a, a level system to this. Uh, yes. I think your, uh, your your fisherman has a couple of attributes. Uh, I believe it's uh, strength and correct me if I'm wrong. Technique, I think, are the two. Yeah. And uh, I don't know quite how often they fill up. It seems like after I caught you know a few fish here and there, uh, they would level up a bit. Uh, but that makes it a little easier for you as you progress along and you need it too because you're going to tackle some uh, some heavier fish in the the future tournaments yeah at the beginning of the game uh because if, if you are a lower level and you actually get a a large fish hooked uh you won't be able to reel it in because it's just it's too much for you yeah uh, that is something you you actually have to level up and i believe it's every uh, two two bass or something mm -hmm. that you catch, you'll you'll level up or something. I, I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, if, I, if, if I recall, I think strength uh, enables you to pull in those bigger fish, and I think technique uh, it just just makes it easier for you to to hook them to begin with. Okay. This is this is crazy. I. <laughs> 
aside oh, from you the fact thought, that you, you thought this was going to be child's play this episode, <laughs> didn't you? No, I mean, it, you guys are talking about a totally different game than I played, apparently. I mean, I think we're talking about the same game. It's not like this time I accidentally picked a different fishing game that I've been playing for three or six hours or whatever. I honestly, this is mind-blowing. For the first, again, first where I didn't even see a fish, I didn't know you could change lures until way later because I finally started seeing fish and could figure it out. So that back to that scanner thing, I would I would drive along the boat, uh, you know, on the overhead map, and the scanner would just kind of show me the the depth of the water. But I never saw any fish ever. I never saw anything look like a dot. I never saw anything that wasn't just here's how deep the water is, until I looked online and found like, hey, in this first lake, go to this area early in the day to find this fish. I finally did that, and even then, I guess I was I was off by a, a couple inches or or whatever on the map because I I still didn't see the fish until later. How would anyone have figured this out? I mean, is it is it really just that if I had fished my entire life, these things would be obvious and therefore I'm just an idiot because it's a sim as opposed to an arcade fishing game where you're guaranteed to catch a fish? I, I mean, I it's it's I've never been so lost playing a video game. <laughs> where I, just, I, mean, I, I was think like, it helps, but I don't think it's going to, you know, it, it's not going to make you uh, a, a total ace at the game uh, as soon as you start. But there's there's a lot of common sense stuff that you would know to pick up on. Uh, if if you've actually fished uh, in real life, and then you know start the game, you could be like, oh, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing of like, uh, you know, if you if you play or like baseball or basketball in real life, and you pick up a game, there's just there's things you automatically know, you, you, that going in that you know the game probably doesn't try to explain because it's figuring that that people that play this automatically know uh, about basketball and baseball, uh, and this game's no difference. I mean it. it when you turn this game on, it looks very simple. It is a very simple-looking Super Nintendo game. Uh, it is an overhead map. Uh, just kind of looks, you know, nothing, nothing special. Um, and when you cast uh, your your lure, uh, it goes into like a mode seven casting thing, which isn't doesn't look very good at all. And then it, it, it's back to being an overhead kind of thing when you reel your lure in uh, at a close up of the lake. I mean, it is it is a very very simple looking game, but there is a lot of stuff going on underneath the hood that, if you just don't really know about fishing, uh, you're probably not going to know to look for it. It, it uh, that must be because I'd say that's the same issue I have with with any sports game. I mean, I know, like I'm a big football guy, I'm a big NFL guy. I've yet to enjoy a Madden game because it's just too many little details, too many things I don't have patience for. It, it's not a hard game to, to get started on, but I'm just like, yeah, okay, there's too many, you know, you got to do stats, you gotta, you can make a team, all these things too involved for me. Give me NFL Blitz. I guess that's my problem with this game as well. I need the NFL Blitz of fishing because this game has too many moving parts. The the lures, for example, we brought up how, you, you know, once you get to the overhead, uh, you know, the part where you cast your hook, you can change your lure around. And as you're pulling the lure in, depending on which one you pick, and this, it doesn't say on the screen what each one does. You have to have the manual, I guess. But some of them, some of them will immediately sink if you don't touch them. Others will float on the surface if you don't touch them, and only sink a little bit when you reel them in. I, again, I understand the concept there. I, I, I have been fishing. I just don't get, <laughs> like, how would you know which one to use on each fish? Unless that's also something you just kind of figure out, maybe in the manual or maybe from fishing, just knowing. Oh, bass like it when a fish, when a lure's on the top. They like to eat bugs off the top of the water. I, I honestly could not, I could not figure out anything about this game i mean literally even with a guy that was literally telling me exactly what to do in each step i felt like 
I, I guess this is how my son feels with every game I give him because he's never played a game. He's five. He doesn't understand <laughs> half these games. So I'm watching, you know, you, like you watch him on Mario Brothers walk to the edge of the first cliff and fall 75 times until so he realizes, oh, I can jump <laughs> over that cliff. That's what I felt like this whole time. I was like, I, I'm doing things at a speed that is inexcusably bad. I, I you know, it took me three hours to see fish. And then it took me another <laughs> hour to catch one at least, or to hook a fish. I never reeled a fish in. Because that, that's the other part. So so let's say you get lucky enough, or, or you know what you're doing, and you get that first fish. And I don't think it was a bass, because it was a smaller shadow than the bigger shadows in there. So I figured that was the goal, is to catch the smaller fish. Because I knew there was a leveling system, although I didn't have any way to understand what it was. Uh, so I was like, I'll catch the littler fish. I've got to, you know, it's, They seem to be responding to this lure. This is great. Uh, I'll catch one of these in. So you start reeling them in, and it's like the, the meters change to this fish strength, and then a line strength. And I guess your strength, and, and it's three different meters that go all over the place and crazy. And then every time after about ten seconds, where you feel like you're getting good, my line snaps every single time. And I, I mm. don't know. I was watching the meters. It wasn't like I watched the. It wasn't that the fish's strength was super high and my line strength was super low or anything else. It just seemed random. It was like, oh no, you think you're gonna catch a fish? Go f yourself. Every single <laughs> time. Like I got it right to where it was like one. Literally, if I could have pulled it one pixel closer to the boat, I'm sure I would have reeled it in. And it was just like, no, that's not happening, sir. And it just broke the line immediately. And that, that was the last time I tried this game and thought, you know what? If, if Billy and Jeremy have successfully caught a fish, then they can explain to me what it is I'm doing wrong on the reeling in. Uh, well, it's, it's all about the tension and, and your line. Uh, you've got those, uh, your meters. And probably the, it, once that, uh, the, the tension in the line, if that reaches all the way to the right, your, your line's going to break. And that's it. Your fish is gone. So you have to sit there and kind of do a back and forth with the, the fish's strength. Uh, sometimes they will uh, pull the, the line more, which increases the tension. And you actually have to let off your strength. And the, the tension will go back down. Uh, so the fish is kind of getting away for a minute. You're letting it tire itself out. And so once it kind of slows down, then you can start to reel it back in. Uh, it, it's just a kind of, you know, a, a fight back and forth with the fish and just you know, a kind of a, a test of patience, really. Um, and, and if you can sit there and, and do that over and over again, eventually uh, you'll you'll reel it in. Uh, this is kind of the part of the game where I think it's a little bit too over-exaggerated. It does not take that much uh, it, to actually reel in a, a fish in real life. You know, it's it's I don't know what this guy is using for line, but it is obviously something uh, around the, uh, like a, a string or something like that because it is very easy to break your line in that game um and you just kind of have to 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 know uh as you're kind of lower in levels to really ease off that that uh that power meter and, and so your tension doesn't go too high uh, so that's that's kind of what it is it's it's weird um you know the first time you do it you're just like what the hell is going on these these fucking meters are just going back and forth like crazy uh the fish is going crazy on screen it just seems like chaos mm -hmm. Uh, but when you when you realize what's going on and what you need to do, it's not too bad. I mean, pretty much that's it. Yeah, and I have to admit that it's it's tedious. It's another thing that as that strength attribute builds up, uh, there's a little less fighting involved. Uh, but when you get to some of the bigger fish later on, it's uh, it, it's a bit much, uh, and it's it, it might be enough to kind of turn you away, especially since you're trying to catch the fish in mass. Uh, but yeah, what Jeremy said is is perfect. And uh, Jeremy P, I'm sorry that you uh you you floundered at that <laughs> aspect of the game. Ooh, nicely done. It was. 
I've played other fishing games, and that that's the part that I guess I was the most confused on is that I've played other fishing games, not not much, but I you know the when the Dreamcast came out and they had that awesome Dreamcast fishing game that came with a controller that was like motion sensed and, and all this. I, mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. That was great fun, and and I've played every fishing game that's a mini game on another game. I've wasted days of my life, like I said, playing other fishing games that weren't really fishing games. Uh, but even like the one in Final Fantasy had that tension. The, the, mm-hmm. the line tension we talked about, it was a little more involved than, than World of Warcraft push a button and wait, but it was still, like, I understood the concepts. This game, I just, I could not, I could not wrap my head around it. I was just like, I, I must be, uh, maybe I'm playing the wrong game. Maybe this is a broken game. Maybe maybe it's just because of the emulation. But no, I think it honestly is just that I am not patient. I am not patient, and I'm not going to take the time to be patient. The same reason I'm not really a good fisherman at all. And, you know, it's like real fishing. It, it's not an exact science. Like, even when you know what to do in that game, like, things aren't going to work 100% every single time. Uh, it's just kind of a... If you have knowledge on your side, then you have a better chance of actually catching a fish and uh, reeling it in. Uh, if you're just going into it blind, uh, especially with no uh, instruction manual or anything like that, it's I I feel I feel bad for you that it would yeah. just be the most frustrating experience. Yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna last. Uh, it's not gonna. It's yeah, because you have to. That's the thing. You have to come in with some fishing knowledge or the instructions, or this is a game that I imagine, uh, and uh, Jeremy P seems to back it up is a nightmare to just sit down, no uh, no aid at all, and and try to pick up. Uh, yeah, but uh, way ahead of its time as far as being a sports sim. Uh, for this to be the Super Nintendo, like I said before, uh, the, the whole simulation thing didn't really didn't really take off for, for until a little bit after that. Now, did you guys play a lot of other fishing games? I mean, compared to other fishing games, is this more or less complex? Uh, I played pretty much any fishing game after that because uh, my uncle forcing us to play it aside. I genuinely liked uh, playing this game, uh, I owned it myself eventually, legally, um, and yeah, I picked up any fishing game that the that the store had, uh, the video store had, and Super Nintendo had a handful of fishing titles, um, and I couldn't find any that I I preferred over this one, uh, and I have to say that this one still, uh, even once we're even moving on to the you know, PlayStation One era. I think Super Black Bass still, as far as kind of accuracy to to the real thing, I don't think any of them topped it really. I think that was kind of the problem with a lot of fishing games. Like, once you take away the sim aspects, then you are basically left with a bitty game that you can yeah. fit to, to any game. So, yeah, uh, you know, the Super Black Bass for me that was my go-to on the Super yeah. Nintendo. I rented a few more. Um, and I think I, there was one I can't remember the name of um, th- that was also pretty fun. Uh, but generally, I didn't play another fishing game until uh, that the Sega or the uh, Dreamcast. Uh, yeah. that, that was that was I actually went to the import store uh, by my house that sold uh, import Dreamcast games and PlayStation games at ridiculous prices. Um and I got that fishing game. It came with the the reel, the motion control reel, and the game. And I spent, are you ready for this? A hundred and eighty dollars on that. You can't hide money. I 
it was just one of those things, you know, Jesus. back when I was a kid, I had I had a job and, and I liked playing video games. And this seemed crazy. You know, this was back before, you know, the, the whole Wii thing and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the, the idea that you could hold a fishing rod, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a little fake plastic fishing rod and play a game like that. You're actually casting the lure into the lake. Uh, it, it just seemed amazing to me. And it was, uh, you know, I, I hate I hard to justify spending $180 on a video game, but mm-hmm. goddamn, I probably spent uh, uh, enough hours playing that to, to yeah. justify that $180. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and going back, uh, I, I think a lot of the fishing games, I sh- and that was a good fishing game. That was a solid, solid yeah. title. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that one at all. I think after Super Black Bass, that is my my next in line. Uh, yeah, a lot of the games were just just too easy. They were they were kind of, you were kind of guaranteed a fish if you if you threw your, you know if you cast it out amongst them something was going to bite and you weren't going to you were going to hit a button and reel it in pretty much. Uh, just I mean, and that's all right when it's a mini game like Animal Crossing for instance. I'll fish on there, have fished on there for an embarrassing amount of time. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's a mini game within that game. Uh, you don't want that from a from a an actual fishing title, um, yeah, not a lot of fishing games relied on the uh, the physical gimmick to it. Like, uh, not enough of them came out with that reel. I remember one that I spent a lot of time on was uh, hard, going back to my my love for those little handheld LCD games was bass fishing. Oh, right, that is fishing, no G at the end of it, <laughs> and it was pretty much a reel with a little little display on it. Uh, you would cast it out. You'd reel it in slow, and you had your little radar on there. Uh, you'd hook one, and you would have to pull back and, and fucking reel that thing as hard as you can. And yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. Uh, I popped myself right in the fucking face with that thing <laughs> several times over when I pulled back to catch a fish. Uh, the allure of that game was that there was a lunker. I can't remember if it was a, a 40 or 50 pounder out there. Uh, and and there's just one. I guess I guess once you called it, that was it. Uh, I guess you would have to manually reset the game to 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 get it back in back in there. Uh, and, and it was always the thing around the house who was going to catch that thing first. Uh, I eventually did. Uh, it's probably part of why I have fucking carpal tunnel in both hands now. <laughs> but but it was well worth it. Uh, so yeah, and it's 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 kind of sad that there aren't a lot of fishing games that took advantage of that took advantage of the uh, of having a, a physical reel. Uh, that Dreamcast one was great. I don't know if it's 180 some dollars great, but uh but yeah. My uncle's reaction to that game was probably worth $180. <laughs> I I took that over to to my uh, aunt's house one one uh, I don't know weekend or something like that when I was staying over there. And uh, I was playing it and he came in, he caught a glimpse of me uh, in there and he you know that whole family is is a big fisherman family and uh i don't know if anybody remembers but you know the dreamcast the graphics on that thing were so ahead of you know it was just a a a huge step up from from what we were getting on the playstation Mm -hmm. and you know that's what he was used to uh how most of the games he were he was playing were still on a super nintendo at the time so he came in there and he was watching me play and i i said well here you know this i handed him the realize like just go ahead and cast it you know and it's it's a very simple game. It's not a sim game or anything like that. I think it's actually based off the arcade game uh, or is the arcade game uh, of the same name. Uh, and he did it. He just cast out the, the, the pole and, you know, it kind of goes into that underwater view 
and that fish came up and grabbed it and i he just he flinched back so hard that it was he looked like he got shot with a shotgun uh he was so shocked he's like this is the realest thing i've ever seen he's like this is just amazing and he sat there and played that game for like four hours straight he wouldn't even give me the fishing part, the rod back. I, I just had to go off and do something else. He was just it's, enthralled with that game. It's like a real life version of those Wii commercials when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, the old person forever entertained by this electronic device. And that was, you know, years before the Wii. So yeah. you know, just imagine that kind of experience way back in the day. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Uh, I, I that's probably my second favorite fishing game. Even though it's it's definitely there's not too much to it. Uh, just the entire audio-visual experience and, and just playing with that stupid reel, uh, really, it, it just holds a special place in my heart. I think I think you did hit on a good point uh, as far as why this game is tough. It is, it is a, a realistic simulation of the steps you'd need to catch a fish and then the, the proper way to, to reel in a fish and the proper um, lures you'd need. I guess that my... I do want that game that's the simple game where you push a button and catch a fish. But but I guess when I think about it, you know, when I'm fishing in Final Fantasy 15 or, you know, in Animal Crossing, I did waste an embarrassing amount of time on that. It's not about catching the fish as much as it's, you know, oh, I'm going to take this fish and sell it for a lot of bells. Or in Final Fantasy, it's I'm going to use this fish and cook it and make a lot mm-hmm. of food that helps my stats. Like, there's a bonus to it. But the actual fishing itself is is fairly straightforward and simple. But I guess without the payoff of having another function for it, it would mm. seem really pointless. Like, I, I know they're... Is, are they making, like, a Final Fantasy XV VR fishing game? They are. I, I they mean, are. Monsters of the Deep or something like that. Like, it has to have something else, other unless either a more involved fishing engine or, uh, like, a, another tie into the actual game. I, I don't know what it would do that would keep you I, playing. I, I heard you can take it back to the mechanic shop and, and that girl will wash your car. See, I would that <laughs> I can see that being an, an appropriate payoff uh, or inappropriate payoff, but one that would be worth playing it for. I can see that. So that, that, that must be what it is, but I think I'm still fascinated by this game. I don't know if I'll ever pick it up again uh, just to see if I'll ever learn it, but I like the oh, idea that it's so involved. Like I like I like how complex it is. But it was still like they needed a, a slightly like one like a baby lake where you could just mm. it's just like hey, here's the real basics of this game like a a, mm. a real tutorial maybe that would help me more I know that that's how current games are but but th- this one was just you're right without a manual without a lot of fishing knowledge without having any real idea of how to play this game like like even what the buttons do I couldn't figure out how to change your lures like I was like this is ridiculous I man I, I appreciate it Jeremy. Jeremy P., you know what the listeners want, and I'm going to speak for them. By the time the next episode comes out, they want to know that you have caught a goddamn <laughs> fish on Super Black Bass. You know what? I'm going to make that pledge. I will catch one fish on Super Black Bass before I record another episode of the show. So this could be the last episode of Retromania. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you were talking about like a, a, a payoff for, you know, like the other games. You know, you're, you're catching a fish... Uh, for a certain goal, you know, to, to get more money or, or whatever. Um, but like in super black bass, the, the payoff is actually catching the fish. You know, you, you feel like you've accomplished something after you, oh, yeah. even just a little fish. You're just like, I've beat this motherfucker. I figured out all the stupid things that this fish wants and I got him. And that's kind of the payoff for, for that kind of game. And the best thing I can say about super black bass is that, after playing it for for an hour or so, it actually makes me want to go fishing. 
And even though I probably won't ever go fishing again, uh, it definitely just kind of, it scratches that itch. It's just like, man, I just want to get out there on that lake and, and try to, to catch something. Um, and, you know, hell, for, for a fishing game, I think that's the best thing you can say about it. Well, that is a good summary of a game that I still won't grip, even, even though I said I'm going to catch a fish, and I will. But I still will probably never fully understand this game. Here's a game that I think we can all agree, easy to understand, easy to pick up, and a great kind of pseudo-retro release. Sonic Mania is Holy outstanding. Shit. I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you would have told me just a couple months ago that, that there would be a Sonic game that we would talk about on here and, and speak positively of, you would have been laughed off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But holy shit, uh, they did it. They they made it happen. I'm I'm shocked. You know this for a game that that Sega didn't even make. This was you know made by a couple of fans. Yeah, uh, and for a, for a series that honestly, and, and nostalgia aside, it, let's be honest, for a series that had become a a joke for the most part, at least in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, for this to come out of nowhere, uh, it is it is really something. Well, it's it's a good. Who did I just lose? Oh, Billy? That was Billy. Okay, well, we'll keep going. For a game to come out that's a 2D Sonic that feels like the original Sonics, but not not really feel too much like, oh, yeah, we really want to be a, a 2D Sonic, and, and you know, here's... It, they, they, they walked a very fine line, because it is basically a collection of kind of reimaginings of the of some levels from the original three Sonic games, but then also new levels that are in those themes and genres. So it's it's an interesting blend of, of old and new that still feels new, but feels like you remember the original Sonics. And that's a real hard line to walk. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what you said is like, this, this feels like a Sonic game. Now, I don't know if you ever played uh, the mess that was Sonic the Hedgehog 4, uh, you know, that was something that they really tried to to bring so, uh, a classic Sonic into modern times. And it just failed completely because it did not feel like a Sonic game, like a classic Sonic game. It just kind of it, it just felt like somebody was like saw those original games and had no idea what made them so fun. And it was the feel and, and the, you know, the whole the physics of the character and the stage design and everything. Uh, it, they just missed missed the point completely, but Sonic Mania it understands every single aspect of those the, the classic Sonic games, of just how Sonic moves and and the the stage design and everything it is spot on. It it really feels like you're playing, uh, you know the maybe the the Sonic that should have been on the the Sega Saturn that we never got. Uh, Billy's been having some internet problems. Apparently, some storms around his house, so he may not be back this episode. Uh, but he didn't end up playing a whole lot of this game. He played enough to say, yeah, it's what he remembers, and, and that's kind of it. So if he's not back, he'll be back next episode. But every couple episodes, I throw out you know, some kind of embarrassing uh, you know, gaming truth. Well, I think last time was that I'd never actually played Final Fantasy VI all the way through. I've never beaten a 2D Sonic game. Mm. And I actually kind of like some of the 3D Sonic games. I know most people hate the 3D Sonic games, or at least are you know they're not as good as the 2D games. Um, you know, I loved Sonic Adventure on the, on the Dreamcast. I, I did too. I love 
Sonic Colors. I think Sonic Colors, except for some boss fights that are infuriating, is actually extremely fun and feels a lot like those old Sonics. Even the parts that are 3D aren't open-world roaming 3D. Mm-hmm. The first Sonic game I ever beat was the terrible Wii Sonic and the Secret Rings, the one that's the oh. Arabian Night Sonic. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> but I, I was determined to finish it. And I did. And, and I finished Sonic Colors. And, and right now I'm playing Sonic Lost World. I've never finished a 2D Sonic. I'm going to finish this one. It's really yes. good. Yeah. This one's worth it. I mean, this you can tell just how much effort they put into this Uh you know, just how good it looks, how good it feels, how good it sounds. Man, that music in this game is just something. It is so good, especially like the remixes. You know, when you when you get that first stage, uh, it's kind of like a, just the old school uh, music, like uh, it, how it used to sound. And then when you hit that second section for that stage, it kind of does like a remix of it. And some of those are so good that I've actually went out and, and downloaded a few of them uh, to listen on, on, my, on my own. Uh, but yeah, just it is worth beating. Uh, it's not going to be like a super long game, especially if you know what you're doing in it. Uh, but for 20 bucks, uh, you can't miss this one. If you like Sonic, God, you need to go get this one. It's just awesome. Well, it's 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 short, but again, if you think about it as the original Genesis Sonic games, it's long for a Sonic oh, yeah. game. I mean, I've been playing it for my kids love this game, so I've gotten <laughs> to play it actually a fair deal. And I'm I'm through probably about eight sets of levels. Each each world is two levels. Uh, and each level ends with a fairly interesting boss. Like that yeah. was one of the things when I when I've tried to play through the original Sonics, the older ones. You know, some of the bosses are are terrible. They're not awful, but they're just kind of the same thing over and over again. Or, you know, building on the same ideas. This game, each boss is kind of unique. Each mm-hmm. boss has, in some cases, aren't even boss fights technically. One of the levels in this, this is a, amazing, but it's early on in the game, so it's not really spoiling anything. You fall into a match of Mean Bean Machine. Yes, I almost fell over backwards when that one came. That was I guess just that, so out of nowhere. Of the of the Genesis Sonic games, that's the only Sonic game I put a whole lot of time into was Mean <laughs> Bean Machine. I love that game. So yeah, that was that was a great surprise, and it's not a hard level, but it's neat to see it there. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's... Much like the other, the, the classic 2D Sonic games. And this is something I guess one, as I wasn't a Genesis kid, and two, you're, you know, I was more of a straight Mario Brothers level style. Like, you want to be able to explore the level, and it's, you know, if there's a secret, it's like, oh, this is a very obvious second path. It's a secret. The Sonic games are ones of many, many branching paths, and and a lot of the time it's just about finding the easiest way to get to the end. It's not exploring the level necessarily. You can do that, but it's really about just like get from point A to point B. There's a many ways to get there. And there are some secret hidden things, but it's not its not like if you don't explore the level, you can't finish the level. You know what I mean? Like a Mario Brothers game, if there's if there's a lot of hidden stuff, it's to get a lot of extra lives, or it's uh, to get, you know, in some of the later Mario games, like all the coins, you need to get all three coins. In this game, the only reason to find the secrets is for, in, in this game, it's the Chaos Emeralds, which I think most games have that, you know, mm-hmm. in there to, to see the true ending of the game. Uh, I don't know, because I wasn't a previous Sonic player too much, are the... I assume you've gotten some of the Chaos Emeralds. Yes. Uh huh. Is that taken directly, like the, this specific Chaos Emerald thing, where you have to run as fast as you can through this 3D world while you pick up the blue dots to speed up and the the the, the rings to keep your time going? Is that taken directly from one of the other Sonics? Uh, no, that one's kind of the only uh, one of the the new things it does in this game. Uh, that one, there was one. Um, I forget which Sonic one it was, where you're kind of running through a tunnel. Um, 
that was close to this one, but it, it's it's still not the same thing. Uh, it does have this game does have the uh, the Sonic Two uh, mini game where you're kind of running on a uh, sphere and collecting the the little bubbles. Yes, that yes. are around that. It does have that in here, but the uh, the one where you're actually trying to catch the robot that's that's got the Chaos Emerald that's that's exclusive to this game. It's, it's very very frustrating. That's the only part of this game so far that's been incredibly hard. But there are definitely some levels that you know I've. I hit a, I've hit a wall a couple times. There's a there's a pretty great fight that's got several phases in uh, against Metal Sonic that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I, we're not doing a full review on Sonic Color. Oh, not Sonic Colors. Trying to we're not doing a full review on Sonic Mania, but I I am excited to say that it is the Sonic 2D game I think everyone's been hoping for this whole time. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it goes without saying if you're a fan of of old Sonic games, this is definitely it. If you're not, you know, if you're if you never kind of got why people like old Sonic games and, you know, kind of that, that internet meme that, like, Sonic games have never been good, um, first off, you're wrong. But, you know, you're probably not going to enjoy this one because it, it does bring everything back that those those first three games did uh, for better and worse uh, right back in, into, you know, Sonic Mania. So if you're not on board with classic Sonic, this isn't going to be your thing. But if you, you know, if you're like us... Uh, even kind of half-assed just enjoyed playing Sonic back in the day, even if you weren't like a huge mega Sonic fan, uh, I think you'd, you'd still really enjoy this game because it is a great throwback. Well, another good retro release that's come out, actually, I think before the last episode we posted, but right before so we didn't have time to talk about it, was the second Mega Man collection that is now out. It has Mega Man 7 through 10, uh, including Jeremy's favorite, Mega Man 8. Uh, the best. S- solid collection. I picked it up. Uh, I had beaten... 8 when it was new, and I'd never played 7 because it was on Super Nintendo and one of those kind of hard-to-find Super Nintendo games for a while. Uh, and I'd beaten 9 and 10. 9 and 10 were the retro releases they put out again on you know the 360 and the, the Wii. Yeah. Very, very good. Excellent collection. Not that that's a surprise. The Mega Man games are pretty solid. And this one Capcom directly did. But it did make me think, we haven't covered a Mega Man game. Because, we have not. You know, between Mega Man 1 through 10, and I actually am not a big fan of the X-Series uh, you know, but it still would be like, well, yeah, you fight these bosses in this order. They're all kind of the same. They have they have a few different things between each one, but they're all the same. But there's a branch off of the series that is different enough that we should talk about it. So the next episode is going to be on Mega Man Legends for the PlayStation. The 3D yes. attempt at Mega Man, it adds in a whole new background for Mega Man. It's bizarre. It's it's definitely the, the the weird stepbrother of the Mega Man family, but it does have its own charms, in my opinion. We'll see if you guys agree, uh, and that'll be our next episode. Uh, but until then, please find us on YouTube at Retrovania.net. Follow us on Facebook at Retrovania.net. Follow us on Twitter at Retrovania.net, and we will see you hopefully with Billy in two weeks with Mega Man Legends.